The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Ready for some free advice on finding the right support for your website? Well, open up your browser and let's search for solutions. Our hosts are expert internet marketing consultants who will give you sound advice on how to find the right kind of help with SEO, SEM, reputation management, social media, and more. Your free advice starts now with Search for Solutions with your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland, and the Aussie webmaster, Frank Watson. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another excellent show of Search for Solutions. I'm Greg Nyland, a.k.a. Good ROI, and I'm joined with my partner, Frank Watson, a.k.a. Aussie Webmaster. Frank, how are we doing? I'm doing well, guys. I hope everyone else is as well. It's time to dig out from under the snow that we've been getting here in New York and go out and start collecting the checks. All right. Speaking of checks, Frank, we got 30 minutes. The clock has started. What are we going to be pumping these 30 minutes up? What do you want to cover today? We're going to talk about uh, paid links, that very popular topic that uh, everyone does but no one admits to that uh, has impact on uh, Google terms and conditions. There are ways around it and there are ways that are allowed. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a topic that could take hours, but we'll give them the quick 30-minute rendition of what to do as far as paid links go. All right. 30-minute rendition of paid links, why you should at least know about them so that way you can make the educated decision of when to use them and when not to use them. All right, let's start off. Why the heck should I even use paid links? Because I know a lot of people are scared to death right now, Frank. So you mentioned they're good. Why are they good? Well, I mean, if you can just go out and buy them from the, from the relevant areas that are about your particular website, then, you know, they're fast, they're clean, and, you know, this is what you need to do. Uh, there's a set cost involved with them so that you know what you're paying. The other way, you know, one of the other ways is, you know, you have someone in your office that that becomes their job. They're reaching out to webmasters of sites that uh, are relevant to your particular area of business, and you talk to them about, you know, giving you a link, doing a link uh, exchange, all that sort of thing, that takes time and money. So regardless of what it is, and you're not certain of whether or not you're actually going to get the link, you may have a person working for you that puts in an eight-hour day and gets you one link that uh, if you'd bought an equivalent to it, may have cost you $25 and you've just spent $200 on that person's salary. Yeah, you bring up great points here. You know, a lot of people say don't do paid links, only go after free links. Well, a free link is never free because either you're spending your time or you're spending your money paying for an employee to spend their time to go out, seek websites that will link back to you, email them, negotiate, beg them, plead them, follow up. You know, so you're spending a lot of time doing it. And if you contact, you know, let's say 20, 30, 40, 50 websites, maybe one of them will link back to you. So you don't know you know, how much time and money it's going to cost you to get those quote-unquote free links. And as you say, the paid links, at least you know 
how much cost is up front. There's no surprise. You can calculate it a lot better, and you can get it done right now. So, you know, having faster results and a known cost, that really does make it. But um, as much as it's attractive for using paid links, there are some dangers, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and everybody's friend, Matt Cutts, who uh, most probably is now listening because his name was mentioned, is the uh, czar of spam over at uh, Google, who, uh, and he keeps an eye on these things and, and determines whether or not something is a paid link or, or whether it's acceptable to uh, the Google system. And the thing is, if you get bumped out of Google, obviously it hurts because in the U.S., Google represents about 70% of searches. Uh, in Europe and other parts of the world, it's even higher than that. So, unfortunately, the rules of the game are the Google rules of the game, and that's what you've got to work from. And there are ways that they allow links, but they are very much against specifically going out and buying links. Those areas that say sponsored links uh, or don't even bother to go that, and they just slip them into websites, those, uh, those people end up getting found by Google, and their rank gets lowered. So, worst case, those links to you just become worth nothing. And all of a sudden, you are sitting high in the search results. A few of these paid links get knocked back, and you're off the front page again. Well, actually, you know what? You're totally right that the big scare most people have is that Matt Cutts and his web spam team at Google are going to whack their websites. But I'll tell you, that happens so rare you know, in when the whole big thing, um, from my personal experience, there's two other dangers of paid links that I don't like that I encounter a lot more often than actually getting penalized by Google. And that is when I go out and buy links, okay? And yeah, I'll admit it, I've bought links, okay? But I'll explain later why I've bought links. Um, it's easy for the competition to find out where I've bought the links because they can do a little backlink research, find it, and once they find that I bought a link, they can then easily contact them, uh, that website, and copy me. So now I have no competitive advantage because, you know, one week behind whatever action I do, my competition immediately copies me. So it's really hard to get a competitive advantage. The other issue with paid links that I hate is the a constant cost. I'm paying for it every month of every year. It kills me. And every year, almost most sites that I deal with raise their rates, okay? Just like advertising, because that's how I view my paid links. I view it as advertising. Um, these advertising rates go up year after year. So these paid links, they're not cheap, and that's what I don't like, that I'm constantly paying for it. So those free links, they might not be so bad in the long term, you know, the three, four, five, ten years down the line. Uh, personally, I like the free links for that stuff. But the paid links, uh, I hate how the competition copies me, and, you know, I have to deal with this constant cost. Uh, it's just a headache. Yeah, and the other thing is most people seem to think that you, get, you can get a Google penalty for buying the links. And generally, that's not the case. What happens is it's the site that's selling them that gets the penalty. And consequently, you lose any lift that you were getting from the link. 
because the reason being, if that was the case, if by buying the links themselves and having them come to your website could cause you to get penalized in Google, then there would be a lot of people out there buying links for their competitors, waiting for Google to knock them out of the search results. For 10 bucks, buy a really bad link for 10 bucks, point it to your competition, and they're going to get banned from Google. It doesn't work like that, okay? Now, I'm not going to say it never works like that because I personally do know a few rare circumstances, one in a million, where a super smart uh, you know, webmaster knew exactly what he was doing and did something really crazy and really extreme and was able to sabotage the competition. But that is so rare, um, you're more likely to you know, score a hole-in-one when you're playing golf than that ever happening to you. So, as Frank's saying, the bigger concern is that Google notices that you're buying these links. They simply turn off the link juice. So now you're spending your marketing budget, which is limited, and you're getting nothing in return. You don't know it's getting nothing in return until you start seeing your rankings drop. And when your rankings drop, it's hard to figure out which one of your paid links got whacked. You know, so you're going to end up paying for a lot of links that aren't helping you at all. And that is a good danger to be aware of about paid links. Yeah, and, it, and you know, so in other words, to minimize your risk, one, obviously, you want to stay under the radar. You don't want to be buying those links from the, the obvious places that you know, are just going to be picked up very quickly by Google. And then the other big thing, which people used to do, is they would buy links on run of site. You know, where all of a sudden you've got 10,000 links coming from one domain. Yeah, that's the biggest flag in the world. Yeah, and back in the day when it was just a matter of the number of links, those were great. But unfortunately, that is something now that Google is aware of, and they, uh, they realize that if you buy, a, you know, if your link appears on, say, a newspaper site that has all these huge number of pages, they, they're aware that those things are being done just for the link juice. And on top of that, you're going to appear in so many sections of the paper site that aren't relevant to what your particular area of expertise is or what your mm -hmm. website content's about. So that has a, a knock on you as well. Tell you what, let's take a quick commercial break, listen to our sponsors. Uh, they got a fabulous message for us. Then we're going to come right back. And I got a crazy story about how I personally minimized my risk with paid length. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. More free advice on Search for Solutions after we thank our sponsors. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one 
the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. From domains to digital marketing, social media to blogging, you can reach this broad audience by using what you're listening to now. Reach the thousands of internet marketers that download and listen live to the premier on-air and on-demand podcast network. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm to find out more today. AFCON 2010 invites you to join us in Denver, June 21st and 22nd. AFCON 2010, where affiliates are always free. Learn more at AFFCOM2010.com. We're back with more Search for Solutions, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another excellent section here. We're talking about paid links, how they can help and hurt your website, how to make the smart choice and educated choice for your website. I'm Greg Nyland, a.k.a. Good ROI, and you can follow me at Twitter using Good ROI. And Frank, what's that Twitter handle of yours? Aussie Webmaster. Excellent. So follow us at Twitter for more helpful tips about how to make money online. Right now we're talking about how to minimize your uh, risk for paid links. Um, Frank, before the commercial break, was sharing some really helpful tips, basically how to stay under the radar. And one way um, I was staying under the radar is I treated my paid links because, yeah, I'll admit it, I buy links. Um, I treat it as advertising. I go to relevant websites, and I don't care if Google penalizes me or not, and I don't care if Google removes the link juice from it, okay? The reason why I do it is because the links that I'm buying are on websites that actually generate sales. I actually get traffic from that website, and over 5% of that traffic actually uh, turns into a sale for me. So even if I got no benefit from Google, this paid link is so relevant that I'm making a profit from it. I'm paying them X amount of money a month, and I'm making twice as much from the sales it generates. And that's how you should be viewing the paid links. You know, Go after the relevant stuff. Avoid the low-quality stuff, as Frank was saying before the commercial break, the newspapers and all that crazy stuff. That's really not going to be helping you out as much because Google, as Frank was saying, they know that trick already. You know, um, what other tips, Frank, should people be doing to uh, stay minimize the risk of paid links? Well, you know, I mean, apart from minimizing it, it's also you've got to look, you've got to be smart about what you're doing. You've got to, you know, a lot of people go, okay, my particular keyword is blue widget, and every single link that they get is blue widget. I mean, that in and of itself is going to cause a bit of a flag as well. You want to change up the terms because, you know, you've got to think of it in terms of what just the average person would do, you know, just the randomness of it. If there happens to be just one term used to link to your website, that's not random. Someone's not going, you know, not everyone on the planet that would give you a link for free is going to use the exact same terms. So you've got to be able to mix those up and that will help. Uh, yep. I mean, randomize the terms. Yes, and then also go out and look for you know custom deals. You know, look for 
for, for places. For example, we were talking about, uh, let's say, lawyers. You may have a particular law firm that specializes just in a particular area of law. Well, they can get links from other lawyers that don't work in their space. It's still a lawyer's website, so you're going to get the lift from that. So look for adjacent industries. Look for things that are appropriate. Now, if you're a car you know, dealer, then look for links from, say, a parts store, that type of thing, from uh, mechanics. Uh, mm -hmm. These are all things that are related to your industry, so you're going to have relevance from one site to another, and that way the value of that particular link is going to have more impact than if you just happen to be in the local penny saver with uh, um, um, you know, selling cars. Yeah, I, I mean, you're bringing up a great point here. People need to remember something. Google has a lot of employees, but these employees aren't doing a lot of manual work because Google is looking at billions and billions of pages every single day, okay? So when you're dealing with billions of pages, Google has created automatic filters and automatic search formulas. So what these things are looking for is they're trying to see things that are falling outside the average range. And if you have 100% of something, that's not natural, that's not average, that's immediately going to set up a red flag and you're going to say, look, I was lazy, I deserve to be penalized. Okay? So you want to uh, create a profile that looks as natural as possible. You want to get websites linking to you that are related because no one, you know, a non-SEO non person is not going to be seeking out links from totally unrelated websites. You'll get a few of them, sure, okay? A small percentage you'll just happen across. But no one's going to have a large percentage of unrelated links. You want to avoid that. You want to go after the quality stuff. Basically, I like asking myself a question. If Google was not giving me any benefit for this link, would I buy it purely for the traffic? And if the answer is yes, then go after that paid link. Don't be afraid, you know, um, and make sure you're going after natural, relevant links, it's going to help you. You know, it, it's helped me in the past. It, look at this from an advertising point of view, and you're going to make stretch your marketing budget, make it do triple the work. You know, I take my marketing budget, I buy these advertising links on other websites, I get more traffic that converts, so my sales go up. Plus, I get a, you know, unintentional SEO boost which, hey, I'm never going to complain about an SEO boost. Do you ever complain about that, Frank? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course not. You know, I mean, if, agreed. If you can get links that just give you enough traffic to cover their costs and even make your profit, that's what you're looking for, as opposed yep. to just like, okay, you know, here we go, I'm going to get a great lift. Because you, you can never count on a particular link being there permanently and permanently giving you the same sort of impact. You know, you've got various changes in the search algorithm, like the branding change, the Vince change, as they called it, um, you know, that gave a great lift to people with specific brands. Uh, all of a sudden, that changed the, the way that the search results were ordered. So you've got, you know, you've got to think of it more in terms of the direct benefits that you get from the link and uh, it just random places where people might find you. Yeah. 
Yeah, completely. I mean, so basically when we're talking about how to minimize the risk and to boost the potential benefit of the paid links, basically, you know, in recapping this, stay under the radar is the basic concept we're talking about. We're talking about having it as natural a profile as possible. Randomize everything, okay? Make it look natural. Make it, you know, not artificial. Um, Avoid those run-of-site links with the identical text that you buy from a known link buyer, you know, network. Uh, Google already knows that stuff. They're a big company. They're going to billions of pages. You're not coming up with a new trick. You, it might be new to you, but Google's seen it uh, several years ago. Trust us. We've been there, and we probably did it several years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, um, Paid links, you, you just got to make an educated choice and make the right choice. Don't try to shortcut this. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about doing smart advertising buys. Um, you know, let's take a quick commercial break right now. We're going to come back and let's talk about why Google has such a hard time penalizing paid links. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. More free advice on Search for Solutions after we thank our sponsors. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. <coughs> wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Inboxed Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with more Search for Solutions, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Greg Nyland, a.k.a. Good ROI, and I'm joined with my partner, Frank Watson, a.k.a. Aussie Webmaster. How's my favorite Australian? I'm doing well, mate. Hopefully, our listeners are getting some benefit from what we've been talking about and uh, we've got a few minutes left where we can give them some uh, 
methods of adding a little bit more to uh, their inbound link power. Uh, okay, we're almost running out of our 30 minutes of time here. Um, so we're going to just go really fast. Sorry about that, but don't worry. This uh, show is archived, as always, at webmasterradio.fm and on iTunes. We just want to give you the most money-making tips possible. So right now we're going to be talking about paid links and why exactly Google has a hard time penalizing them, okay, and how you can make it harder for Google to know to penalize you. Because remember, Google, they're not manually seeking you out. They don't go looking at websites um, every day and trying to seek it out. They have automatic filters. And what you want to do is you want to avoid those automatic filters so that way you don't get escalated to a human review. Um, all right. Frank, what's a good tip? How to avoid these automatic Google penalties? Well, I mean, the big thing that I I have used in the past is creating a widget. Yeah, would be used that term. Create something that people can come and take from your website and put on their website. For example, say a currency converter if you're in financial services or a mortgage calculator, that sort of thing, that people that have websites around that content could use. What happens is when you create this, you can embed a link back to your website. Whatever you do, make sure that the anchor text is appropriate. You can change the anchor text every week or two so that as people take it, they're, they're randomizing the, the text link that's bringing them back to your website. But those are solid so long as you stay within the area of the particular widget, what it's about, and how it relates to your website. Google has in the past had problems with widgets that have been real popular, but then the, the keywords that have been used have got nothing whatsoever to do with what the widget is about or where the widget's linking to. So you've got to keep it within relevance. Yeah. And if you do that, you're, you're going to get a lot of people that peop, webmasters love widgets, and they also love content. If you're uh, willing to guest blog, where you can drop some links to particular articles that are already written on your website. You know, you can write an article about a particular area of law and have more details about it on your own website. If you're uh, in the medical profession, the same thing. You can write something that goes out into the general area, but then links back to more relevant information about the topic that's on your website. And mm -hmm. you put those links in the copy itself. You start writing about different types of, say, immigration law, where you go, you know, the green card uh, visa lottery, uh, more information of that is available, and the, the link, you know, or have the actual green card lottery as the, the text that's linked back to your website where there's more information about that particular term. People get used to seeing links for specific terms and know that they're either going to get a definition of, of what that particular group of words is or a link to somewhere where there's more information about that particular topic. So they're used to seeing that. Google's used to uh, seeing it in there and it allows it for the, it's the form that the web was originally developed for. It was like, it's like a academic reference inside of, of text copy which is how the whole idea of linking and the value of links for websites rankings came into p play in the first place. Yep. And in case anyone is not realizing what the key points that Frank just said, niche content. We're not talking about generic stuff. Niche content. Okay. So if you're doing a tool 
don't do some silly tool that is going to be popular on every single website. Do a tool that is extremely specific to your industry. If you're a personal injury lawyer, do a cost calculator for drunk driving accidents, things like that. Something very specific to your industry. And then don't be lazy and set it up once and forget it. Make sure you randomize it to get that natural stuff out there um, and make sure for that niche stuff so that way only websites related to your content and your industry are going to pick up that free tool, that free content that you've paid for. That's a great way to get links that, yeah, you've paid for because building that free content, building that free tool, it's not free. you got to invest money, but you can get uh, links out of it. And the beauty of that one, it's a one-time cost. I like that. You like one-time cost, Frank? Oh, exactly, because the more that it gets used, the, the bigger the amortization of that cost and the value of the cost of the links that you get from it are going down with each additional link that you gain. Yeah, I mean, it's a win-win situation. It's something that you can then brand. You know, you become known for that particular widget that's out there being used online, and you know, people are then checking you out without even having to click on the link that's in the widget. You get known. You get known for providing good content. You get known for providing good little software packages that you can throw up on someone else's website. Now, the whole thing is it's about branding and it's about keeping that brand within the recognized niche that you work in. Yep, you're getting your company name out, you're getting your logo out there, you're getting that brand name out there, you're building your authority presence. And I don't see how that could ever be wrong to build an authority presence while providing good quality content that people, you know, have an editorial decision. Either they like your content and they say it's great quality, great enough for them to host on their website. Hey, you just got an editorially approved link to your website. That's awesome. You know, so definitely creating that authority process. But I'll one-up you, Frank, okay? Okay, go for it. Contact bloggers and give them a free sample of your product. If you are so sure about what you're selling and you know it's the best thing out there, give away free content. Now, yeah, there's some, you know, FTC regulations. It's got to get disclosed and all that stuff. But by providing free samples to people, you're, number one, showcasing your products, getting a good potential testimonial out of it. Because if your product is that good, people will talk about it. They'll say, thanks for this product. And you know what? It honestly is good. On the flip side, if you got a bad product or a bad service, you probably don't want to be doing this because you're just going to be exposing yourself to nightmares. Oh, exactly. Yeah, precisely. The whole question of the FTC and their regulations is, is one thing, but I think by and large, giving something to the people that can give back to you is, is huge. Another area that that works in is also charity donations. A lot of charities will give a link to a person's website when they make a donation, and those are a one-time deal. So if maybe you give a $250 donation, you get listed as a supporter of this particular area. So long as the, the charity is within the realm of what you're doing, that helps. Even if it isn't, charities are a little bit like education or uh, government links. They have a little bit more of a lift in the search results than just the average website because uh, Google wants to promote people being charitable, I presume. But, and also, uh, I mean, if... 
if you're do donating to charity, and we're talking a relevant charity, so let's say you're a car dealership donating to Mothers Against Drunk Driving, you are being a good member of the community. And when your logo gets up on the Mothers Against Drunk Driving website, you're more inclined to create goodwill, which has, in, you know, increases the chance of someone going to your website and purchasing from you. Because people like to uh, deal with people that are good members of the community. Um, we're not saying go out and donate to charity just for backlinks. That's not what we're saying. We're saying go out, donate to relevant charities, and be a good member of the community. It's a win-win situation. Y you know, you're doing good for charity, and you're helping to promote your brand, and hey, you're the authority, and as an authority presence, you know that you're a bit responsible for giving back to relevant stuff. So it's a win-win. That's what we love here, win-wins. And it looks like we're out of time again, but uh, I hope that everyone gets a chance to re-listen to this, get an idea of how best to uh, make decisions based on your paid link uh, needs. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us. And we are available, and Greg has that patted down really so much better than I do. Yes. Well, I practice this. All right. Take a deep breath. Thanks for listening. And remember that we always love suggestions, questions, and consultations with our listeners who can contact us at goodroi.com and visit our archive at webmasterradio.fm and on iTunes. Join us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 4 p.m. Pacific as we help guide you in your search for solutions. Have a great one, everyone. Good day, guys.